Welcome to PEV Lane, the show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. My name is Brad, also known as E-Rider A, and we're in a new space today, Hanson. New couch. Yeah, it feels good. Um, and we're going to talk about something that uh, is really cool, and it is most memorable rides. Yeah, but before we do that, let's talk about this week. Yeah, this week. It's going to be a new segment where we're just going to touch on a few things um, and get some conversation going amongst everyone else. And because we kind of record these somewhat recent to when we post them, we might as well mention a few things that are happening in the world around EUCs, around e-scooters, around e-bikes, around uh, one wheels specifically as well. So A little PEV news update, if you will. Yes. So... With no further ado, this week, what's the first issue? So this week's first item is the S20, the Kingsong S20. Yeah, so it's not so much an issue, I guess. I misspoke on that, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, my, so my favorite word. <laughs> the reviews have finally started to drop for all the S20s out there. All and the videos. All the videos, and everyone seems to be enjoying it. Quite a bit. Yeah, the EVs tour is going off. A lot of videos are popping off with them. And Rev Rides. Rev Rides has got a couple S20s, I think, as well, too. So the West Coast in America is really pumping out some content. Yeah, so I think, like, just to summarize for everyone out there who maybe hasn't watched all the reviews yet uh, or is planning to, I think the S20, it's the new uh, suspension wheel from King Song. Uh, it's out there with all the dealers and the kind of first batch wheels are making their rounds and everyone mm. seems to be very impressed with the top speed with the latest firmware updates yeah there's um, some small things that yeah. they have issues with but they say overall it that doesn't overshadow a thing so yeah and most of the small on, so. things like the weak front handle and bumper they've already kind of addressed and they're putting in a yeah, more listening. durable one they're listening to the feedback from everyone uh, they updated the firmware literally as people were testing to like remove top speed issues and change the tilt back so you could maintain 70 instead of getting extreme tilt back at 70. Yeah, so it looks like King Song is doing a good job so far. Yeah, so yeah. that's the latest. EVs is touring the wheel down the West Coast. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it uh, seems to be going well. They banged it up a little bit, but it's all good. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to that's see everyone's impressions and to like let random actual riders take it and jump it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Leahy jumping it, full send. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got one from Rev Rides. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. crazy. All right, let's move on to the second one. Uh, I want to call this uh, part of the this week segment called the GT Update. Uh, it's for the one-wheel riders out there. They're all waiting for these new GTs. So let's roll it back a little bit. And let me just look at the date real quick there. It was January 14th was their last update. And they said that they were dealing with supply chain issues. So essentially... No one's received them yet, right? They no. haven't started shipping. They're, I think they're missing a few components for production to fully ramp up. And okay. people are waiting for these GTs. And just like, you know, the EUC world or the e-skate world, there's been some delays. So yeah. let's, I want to keep on top of this and I want to let people know as soon as they can, uh, grab their, their new GTs when that's possible. Cool. Yeah. So we'll throw a little GT update into the beginning of these episodes as well. And yeah. I mean, it's cool, but the one wheels, they're one of the few PEVs that are assembled in North America. They're yeah. assembled in California, right? So yeah. they need to get all the parts there, whether they're from China or wherever they happen to be, yeah. so they can assemble them and ship them out. Yeah, because a lot of these other things are built in China. and They come ready to so go. Quick. Yeah, They can get all the parts. It's just a matter of getting it from there to here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you factory across the street, give me this part. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? 
All right. And our last segment of this week, we've got, what is it? Uh, I don't want to mispronounce, <laughs> but there's so a new is term a story, that's going out there. Yeah, this is a story about in motion and for all the uh, in motion riders out there. And someone, I saw someone on the internet coined it MOSFET gate. <laughs> so we're going to go with that. It's so been gated. It's been gated. It's the MOSFET gate. And they're, you know, they're having issues with their MOSFETs on the motherboards of the new V12. So what's a MOSFET for those who don't know? Uh, Mos- MOSFET? I don't want to say the wrong thing so i'm gonna my understanding is it's key to the power delivery system it's part of the motherboard it's part of the motherboard it's a chip there's many of them on a motherboard and it's key to allowing the vol- high voltage through to the motor and yeah so from the they're having some you know they're the wheels are cutting out they're dying yeah or, mosfets are blowing up yeah they're not catching fire or anything but they're they're dying so we have a new we have a new term that's coined mosfet gate it's a thing it's happening so for now, I mean, in motions shipping out new motherboards to people who have these issues. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a rider of V12, first first batch, second batch, take it easy. Uh, yeah. Try not to, you know, push super high speeds probably. And if you do, make sure you're fully geared. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, anything could happen. It's always best to be safe. That's you know key. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I want to pose a question out to you guys in terms of this MOSFET gate. We're curious what issues have you run into on your pevs yeah it could be anything what's the strangest most peculiar thing that's happened on your e-skate on your e-scooter on your e-bike who knows not even motherboard related could be anything what's the strangest thing that's happened to you that you you just couldn't explain like exactly. this mosfet issue that just dies you're like oh okay cool right on yeah <laughs> exactly so let us know in the comments what kind of issues you guys have had and uh on that note I'm going to jump into the most memorable rides and talk about one of the stories that I find memorable to me. Yeah, uh, let's let's move on. Let's go. And it's it's kind of related along the same lines of MOSFET gate in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So my very first EUC uh, coming from a one wheel XR was a Gotway Tesla V2. Yes. Yeah. So well, I, rode I think that. I met you when you were riding that. Yes, I believe that's when we met. Yeah. So that would have been 2019. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah just before the pandemic, the first summer mm-hmm. um and you had planned a canada day ride yes in One july of my favorite days yeah <laughs> because it's e-rider a you exactly know, and i had i had been riding for a couple months so i had maybe i probably had around a thousand kilometers on the the tesla not too much but not a small amount like i rode it a lot i love that thing um and i'd had it for like two months or something may and june and then, yeah, so you had the Canada Day ride, and that was a great group ride through the downtown Toronto area. Uh, lots of good views and stuff. And I remember at the very end of the ride, uh, I was heading home, and I split off with uh, Av. Um, Av's a community member here who rides a V11. Yes. And uh, we were heading back downtown towards my place, down Simcoe Street. And all of a sudden, I'm going down the street. We're going maybe 40 50 like cruising cruising yeah and my wheel just starts to vigorously shake back and forth forward and back hold on like as you're riding as i'm riding forward it's like vibrating yeah i'm going forward and then it starts vibrating forward back like in between my legs and i'm like oh and i lean back and i try and break and like not crash because i'm like it's wobbling in a way but forward and back not side to side almost yeah exactly like it wouldn't balance kind of thing so i i come to a stop i don't crash thankfully and uh 
I get when, off. When you stopped, did it? I it, stopped and it was still like, it, if I held it perfectly still, it would be okay. But as soon as I try and like move it forward or back and engage the motor, it just starts like vigorously shaking. So what's the conclusion of all of this? <laughs> so that's, I, that's terrifying. Yeah. So <laughs> like at the end of a ride, the wheel was hot. It was a hot summer day. Ah. And I was like, oh, something's happening. So I turned off the wheel for a bit and me and Avs like set, stood at the side of the road. And he was like, are you good to keep going? And I, I, I turned it back on and it was working. It seemed to be working. Like it wasn't doing the shaking thing again. So I'm like. Which at that point, you kind of get sketched out as yeah, a rider. Oh yeah. I was like, do I ride this? Yeah. Do I? That exact question. <laughs> do I ride this? So, I mean, we were pretty close, maybe only a couple of kilometers from my place. So uh, where he parked and everything. So. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had parked at my place there. So we were heading back downtown and we started riding back and it was working but we went very slow because i was like if this happens again i'm yeah you're not doing 40 anymore exactly wait a second so we made it all the way back but literally when i got home it started doing it again and i was like oh shit and starting to shake again and i turned it off and i had to like walk it with the trolley handle uh because it wouldn't i couldn't ride it at that point wow and you bought this from a retailer like you had a warranty like yeah how did you solve it my first wheel i had bought this one from van euc uh, oh, so a Canadian okay, retailer yeah. out in Vancouver, um, and this is before EVs. Yeah, before yeah, EVs yeah. even existed. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Van EUC was one of the first EUC dealers out there, and he just did EUCs. Yeah, uh, shout out Van EUC. Uh, yeah, and I was looking at their website a while ago when I was looking for my first EUC yeah, too. Just see Canadian retailers. And, yeah, yeah. So you so got, I had a warranty, and basically, yeah, I reached out to him, and it it turned out to be a hall sensor failure. Um, so the motor itself, like one of the hall sensors was failing like on and off. I don't know if it was like a loose cable connection or what. I didn't take apart the motor to look, but essentially yeah. it was diagnosed like, okay, you probably have a hall sensor. It failure. was diagnosed. Yeah. Doctors <laughs> over videos, in. whatever. <laughs> Beep. Ah, you're screwed. You're F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then after that, did you ended up, you fixed it and then you ended up selling that wheel? Yeah, exactly. So it was under warranty. Uh, it had to be shipped back to Vancouver oh. uh, to get shipped. That's always rough. That's how too. they did their warranty. It reminds yeah, me of the then. boosted days when we all sent our stuff back yep. to California. Yeah. So <laughs> I, got, I got rid of that wheel. It got sent back to them. Um, and I ended up getting an MSP at the same, like literally the same week. Someone local had it in stock, so I picked up an MSP, and that was my first uh, eighteen-inch, nineteen-inch wheel, whatever you want to call it. Big wheel, big wheel, yeah, big boy wheel. That was a nice upgrade, but it's just like my first experience with an EUC failed hall sensor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, epic group ride, good introduction, Canada Day. Yeah, Uh, that was one of my first big group rides with the wheel. Uh, Like I'd done small rides with like yourself and just a few people, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, it, it was. It's a good memory, but also at the same time, it's funny for me to look back and think like i'm crazy enough to keep riding these things after that being my first experience with an EUC. yeah that's why that's why i wanted to have this episode done because i'm like there's just so many good stories where you learned things in the past and you look back now and you're like man that was crazy why how did that how did that happen um i've had a couple of those instances myself too and one ride i really do want to talk about because a lot of us here in toronto do it if we can and it's the long ride it's going to niagara Yes, that's a good ride. Yeah, and anytime you try to do a long ride, um, there's mishaps galore, like every time, and you never have the same crew there at the finish that was there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so people Niagara join Fall. in along the way. Some people leave along the way. <laughs> yeah, so um, I want to talk about Niagara Falls in a second, but the last Niagara Falls ride I did, 
well, it's kind of talking about it, but it's more on the issue of, you know, you know, the, the MOSFET gate thing that we yeah. talked about. And then your story, um, when I was going to Niagara the last time, everyone I was with was on an EUC and I was on an e-skate and I believe I had just switched over to my XR battery, which did 60 kilometers. Yeah. I recall this. I think I joined for this ride and yeah, you had your long range battery at it's the time. It's just when I got it, but there were some issues with it and I didn't know what was yeah. going on. So, um, the night before, um, if anyone has the, the charger, that's, what is it? It's, um, the X. Yeah. EX. Well, it's the same as EVX, EVX backwards, VXE. Is that what yes, it is? XVE. XVE, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think InMotion uses the same ones on their smaller wheels. Yeah, so that, that charger in particular has got something. Yeah, I, I I've learned I've learned how to like gauge it. It's so difficult because it's got no screen, it's got no numbers or anything, Just right? Just a little LED, right? The green, red. Yeah. That's so it. I had plugged my board in and I know if that, that LED on that charger goes from red and slowly goes through a yellow and then goes to a green, that that's pretty well a balance. That that's a good charge and you've reached the top, right? Mm -hmm. What my board was doing the night before Niagara, and I had no idea, I didn't think I'd seen this at this point, is I plugged it in and waited for everything. I was sitting on the couch right next to it and then I saw it go... Red, green, red, green, red, green, green, red, green, red, green, green. It's like, doesn't know. And it was like, it and then it just stayed and green. And I was like, oh, I got a big ride tomorrow. Uh-oh. Right? So I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with this. There's nothing I could rip apart right now. I got this big ride tomorrow, right? So the next morning I wake up, I take the board with me. I take the charger with me. I get down to our starting point, which was Ontario Square. If anyone doesn't know what that is, got to figure it out here in Toronto. That's where we meet up a lot of times and I plugged in because there's a lot of outlets there and it started going up and it was all red. So I was like, okay, good. It's charging. Normal charge happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started the ride and well, we said, okay, we're ready to go. And it was still not green yet. So I was like, okay, it wasn't flickering or anything. It should be all right. Turns out on this board, there was some BMS issue that uh, like... It was your new battery, right? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the charger. We thought it was the charger, but it ended up being an issue with the BMS and the new battery that it wouldn't like when it got to the balancing part. Because if anyone doesn't know how battery charging works with PVs, you charge a lot quicker to like the top ninety percent, and then you trickle charge the rest of it. Um, so it by the time it got to that balancing, the trickle charge point, it was just losing its mind. So I got as far as. Burlington and it started messing up and then we got around to Grimsby and when it was in Grimsby all the EUCs because mind you I was with all EUCs and they all had enough battery um, I, I told them all I said look my charge is flipping out again it's going red green red green how about you guys go ahead and I'll take the bus so I took the bus to the next city over plugged in um, and I don't know what it was if it just had to sit and not be plugged in but I plugged it in in uh, St. Catharines and it charged fine and I rode the rest of the way so yeah, not fun, not fun. Cause I was like, the board was perfectly fine. It was going at a, you know, a good speed. Nothing was loose or rattling. Like it was perfectly fine, but it just wouldn't charge. Yeah. I think I was <laughs> terrified. I was on that ride with you for, up until Burlington. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I recall like you were, you were having those issues, um, but you still made it, like you said. Yeah. Past Grimsby or something just past. Yeah. But yeah. at that point it's all like, it's barren wasteland. Well, it's like yeah. vineyards and stuff like that, but like there's not much around. So like if this thing actually did go kaput. <laughs> yeah, you're calling an Uber or something. <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta call a relative, an Uber or something. I don't know. So yeah, it was a little bit mind boggling. But 
let's talk about the Niagara ride in general though, because that's one aspect that like you ride to Burlington. It's really nice. Like you, you kind of did what a smart person would do if they wanted to, you know, spend the rest of their day doing something else mm-hmm. and ride to Burlington, then just ride that same distance all the way back to Toronto where we rode all the way to Niagara and took a bus back. So we were there. Same yeah, day. exactly. Cause Burlington's what, like 50 kilometers approximately. I think it's like 50 or 60. It's, yeah. It's just over, like it's pretty well half. Yeah. But it may be just, and over I'm thinking half. like there and back. Cause that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I did it without issue on the MSP. It's equivalent to um, probably like a hundred and something, just a bit over a hundred kilometers. Yeah, I mean, if I'll you look go it up while we're back. talking about it right now, but it's um, yeah, it's not too bad. It's a good turning point. Last time I checked. So for those who don't know, like, there's the Lakeshore from Toronto, Lake Ontario. If you ride west, eventually you get to Niagara Falls, and it loops around the lake. Yeah, if you just follow the lake, the you whole just way follow around. the lake the whole way. Yeah, and basically like halfway Bur- is Burlington. Uh, one yeah, of there's the cities. a place we stopped there called Spencer's. Uh, yeah, you can look it up on Google. There's a nice um, park right on the lake shore there. Where yeah, we can charge up. Just and stuff. if we do end up sending a lot of people there, just be nice. Okay, <laughs> it's we like to keep our reputation. But let's do some directions on bike on Google Map, and it says it is 57 kilometers. So okay, 57 so yeah. times two would be what 114. Yep. Um, and then to Niagara. Niagara's, it's about half, right? About 135. Okay. So it is more. It is less than half. Less than half. So I had it yeah. reversed. Yeah. Um, but just barely, 115 versus 135. Yeah. If like if you back. were to cross the bridge and go into... Um, Hamilton. Stony Creek. Stony Creek. Which is even... Yeah, it's just on the other side. Exactly. That's the halfway mark. Yeah. Yeah. So that is probably one of the most exciting rides, but you get over to Burlington, but then as soon as you cross that bridge, mm-hmm. you're like, you're greeted with this massive view that goes over all these vineyards. And then you realize there's like no cities and it's all like side roads and you're like, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Until, until you get to Niagara or St. Catharines basically. Yeah. Right? yeah. <clears throat> so there's a few stops along the way. Um, we like to stop um spencer's there there's a couple of there's like a travel center in grimsby there's st Catharines itself but in between there like there's lincoln and other areas between stony creek hamilton some small cities small yeah towns. and it's like you really kind of have to venture out of your way to get to a safe spot like if you need charging or something like that so you try to try to do it grimsby to st Catharines if you can yeah you got to plan it out so yeah, you don't if have you to can go get that stretch done without stopping path. Yeah, you can you can really solve a lot of your problems. But then after St. Catharines, it's it's a pretty well joy. It's a pretty good joy ride because um, a lot of bikers from the vineyards are around there. It's a lot more accessible, and the cars are a lot more aware of bike. Well, kind of in that whole region, but there's just there's towns a lot closer. It's a little more condensed. You feel a little bit like oh, if anything were to happen, I'd be okay. Um, yeah, especially because if you're leading like a group, if you're going alone, it's different. You know, you're like I just have to manage myself and do whatever right like i can manage but when you when you have a group of people is what i'm thinking about as a group leader a lot of the time is like i can't strand my people you know like i've got them on my back i'm like i i I told them to trust me that that you know they'd be safe and they'd have charging and stuff so yeah awesome yeah it's it's definitely a fun ride i think that's a recurring yearly ride a lot of people do them like do their own solo versions of it and there's group ones that happen it's just a great ride all around i think yeah because when you live like in toronto and you think about niagara falls it's like oh it's like a day trip in a car you go over there but you end up getting there on this pev that you ride around the city you're like wow like this is what people you talk do need about. fast charging to make it 
in a single day. But yeah, it's it's to pretty make awesome. it worthwhile. You need that fast charging. And it's getting easier with wheels just having more and more range, more capacity. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Because back when we were doing it Even initially. There was only EUCs doing it, and there were only the bigger battery EUCs and scooters. Yeah, you couldn't really do it on anything else, especially yeah, if you didn't have fast the, charging. Yeah, and all the people on the e-skates and, and stuff were like, come on, like we want to do it. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. um, it's going to be really hard for you to do it. Yeah, <laughs> when you need a four-hour charge. <laughs> yeah, but even if like you did have fast hour. charging, the capacity a lot of the time is harder. It's Yeah, you have to stop more. A lot easier yeah. to fit the batteries in an EUC. But that Niagara ride is just—if you've never done it, you've got to—you've got to try it. You got to plan it out. There's a lot to do, a lot to do on that trip too. But there's a lot of other memorable rides that we've had too. Should we move on? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, what do we've got for? So some we talked. Ones? We talked a lot about uh, road rides, like yeah. street rides. Yeah. Um, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So I'm thinking of uh, an off-road ride that I did with a group as well. Yeah. Uh, which was in Toronto here in the Don Valley Parkway. Which is in um, the city. Which is in the city. You know, it's a main highway, the Don Valley, and yeah. it runs kind of next to a river, the Don Valley River. Mm-hmm. And next to the river is a huge conservation area, ravine and trails, lots of mountain biking trails. Yeah. And they're pretty intense. They're all single track, nothing wide, and they're all like on cliff edges or steep hills. Yeah. So if you're picturing this in your mind, like I'm trying to recreate the picture of those trails and it's like you have a massive hill that's on an incline then you have a flat path that's parallel with yes and at the bottom (laughs) of the hill is a river yeah so (laughs) if you end up dropping your wheel it's like it's gonna go down the hill yeah um and a lot of people think of trail riding like nice trail riding it's flat and you have a trail that you're following right but this one's a little bit more intense yeah it's pretty intense i'd consider it like black diamond level or like whatever mountain bike they have signs up saying any of that uh, it's definitely advanced. I don't know if there's signs, but when you search up the trails on like all trails or something for mountain biking, they show it as like black diamond level difficulty. They're all intermediate advanced trails. Nice. Um, there's maybe one blue trail that's like the more wider path. We got to um, do the. We got to do those this summer. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I ventured into them last summer. Yeah, so I used to do them a lot mountain biking. Um, like before I got into PEVs five mm-hmm. plus years ago, I mean 2015 and earlier. I guess that's seven years now. Thanks, pandemic. oh time time but uh we went back there in i think 2020 or maybe it was 2021 uh either way one of the summer previous summers we did a group ride through those trails and uh, it was mostly i think it was all euc we didn't have any you can't you can't really take anything else in there like a one wheel would not be able to go up because the incline's too steep most of the time yeah the hills are very like you're you're gonna hit the the bottom out on a scooter yeah on a scooter you're gonna bottom out even if you have suspension and it's not wide enough for a skateboard even like the off-roading skateboards yeah we have a handful of off-road boards at that point in toronto and And obviously an e-bike is good but there isn't that many e-bike riders that um yeah want to do do off-roading yeah they do their own thing yeah so it was all eucs uh and some of us were new um yeah how fast were you going not that fast i was gonna say because like these aren't this this is probably a group of people who are like oh this would be fun to do let's do it not like hey guys let's get together in the bush yeah you know (laughs) like it's time we were like oh let's just do some casual off-roading yeah oh people not realizing that oh these trails are a bit more challenging may not be casual after all exactly (laughs) and that's what made it fun is because most of the people were like yeah i want to do some off-roading and they're used to like normal flat off-roading trails like that follow along next to a bike path or something yeah they're now not, 
is this the same? Because we we plan to talk about this, and we we wrote up a list of good memorable rides, and then I think in the Toronto E Riders group chat after we had done that, somebody by the name of Siege uh, had put up some videos. He did, and that was that was a different time, uh, but it reminded but it's me the as same well. Trails. Same trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had posted some videos of him. That was back when Jack was here. So yeah, like twenty eight. Jack was leading rides, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Jack was leading those rides. That was like when the MSX just came out. Um, yeah. And I was, Vladimir had his MSX on that. Yeah. Those videos. Yeah. Like I was pretty jealous because I was on e-skate with street tires. Yeah. No one can join like, them. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Yeah. So it's the same trails, <laughs> but different part of this trail system. But it's there's a lot of trails in there. Um, some of them obviously more difficult, like I said. Now, how long are they? Like, is there a central place where you'll come back to to like rest up or eat something? Or um, like, is it like once you're in there, you, you're moving and you're not really stopping? You're mostly in there and you're moving. But there are some loop sections where you can come back up to like a parking lot or the entrance to the trails. Yeah. Or there's like a pump track that's in oh yeah, yeah 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 part of the trails that it connects to and so like there's a lot of jumps and dirt jumps and stuff let's destroy some pevs this summer exactly let's just we bring people there and go hey have a shot have fun <laughs> Mike uh, Leahy let me video kill it in there on the side <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that one video of tuan when he's on the centennial park uh, oh yeah massive pump track there yes. and he like landed on his msp and the whole thing just like disintegrated yeah so tuan i think one of his first off-roading attempts was this ride i'm talking about oh really and there's a video of it in the group chat as well the so one he, where his wheel yeah so he was on these these, these trails with the you know as we described earlier with the steep steep hill and the trail like flat um and it like s's back and forth as you go down the hill uh and so okay. He's yeah. making a tight turn, right? Uh, it's they're all switchbacks. It's yeah, all yeah. switchbacks. So, so you, you have like a longer segment where you're kind of going down, then you got to do a tight turn. Exactly, and then you come, turn, back. come back. Exactly, tight turn, come back. So you're doing switchbacks down the hill and the tight turn. And one of the tight turns, there's like there's rocks and roots everywhere. These aren't like groomed trails, right? Yeah, it's, it's made for like a thirty inch bike tire or something. For, like yeah, that. big wheels or like hiking or something. Yeah, I don't have a reference to bike tires, so I mean, if I'm <laughs> well off that measurement, it's probably <laughs> close enough. <laughs> probably well off um yeah so tuan was there and he hit one of these turns and he kind of lost he didn't have a leash on his wheel and he kind of lost his wheel in front of him and he went to reach for the handle but he missed it and it kept rolling in front of him it's like a, and this <laughs> a michelangelo steep, moment <laughs> yeah and he had his gopro running the whole time so there's a video of this and it's it's great it just maybe it i can try and find it and throw up some of it like uh, we'll get his permission hopefully maybe yeah. we'll do a little <laughs> Yeah, so Tuani's going, and then his wheel, as you can imagine, goes off the trail down the hill, maybe like sixty feet down. And it's um, not like a, a small grade; it's oh a hill. No, it's steep. It's, it's going like it's <laughs> it's steep enough that the wheel couldn't stop on its own <laughs> until is it hits the, something. Is the wheel so far away in the video that it's blurry at the yeah, end? Yeah, you can't see it. <laughs> and then we it's all gone. Uh, and at that point, we were kind of like more than halfway into the trail and we're like do we turn around or do we keep going and get to the end where it like exits out of the trail because uh, that's left your, at own, a crossroads yeah, that's your only option and tuan's like man this is <laughs> his, man, wheel, this sucks. his wheels all cracked and like <laughs> i think at some point that may have like damaged his axle but he was still riding it um of course yeah and uh <laughs> we made it out eventually but it was a great ride and i just love like if you're going into an off-roading trail you may want to like know the trail a bit ahead of time before you decide to just jump right into it. Yeah. It's, um, it's all good fun though. Man, riding with Twan's a good time. Uh, I remember one time I was riding with him. We were 
going up. I think it was when we went up to Bond Lake to see Siege and Andy up in uh, Aurora area. And we were coming back and we were on, I don't know what road it was, but there was some, um, there was like a big, big paved shoulder. So we were taking that. But then at some point there was like um, water drainage with like an elevated part just like in the middle of nowhere we were riding over that he came to come off it but it was raised there was like a drop where the water could flow around and then there was like a hard lip going down to the roadway which was probably maybe a foot lower than where that was so as the water kind of drainage ditch was there there's like a pointy bit as you come off this if he didn't clear it (laughs) he didn't clear it uh I was behind him and I looked down immediately and I went, or he looked down immediately and I looked up and saw him looking down. I went, uh oh. <laughs> he ended up cracking his rim and then Oof. bloating his tire. Yeah. And then we rode 20 kilometers an hour for 20 kilometers, I think it was, or something like that, to get back to a, a car. <laughs> yeah. So when mishaps happen, I mean, that's, that's, those are the real stories right there. I mean, there are some great memorable rides where you're like, the scenery's great. And like, I could just do this forever. But the ones you remember are the ones that are like, I remember when this happened. <laughs> yeah. So not every ride is perfect. And that happens. Um, but I think what I at least try to strive to do when I'm leading rides is to find rides that are exciting, that are fun and that have some good views. So for example, actually, um, one that I wanted in the city that most people can go to and that it was long enough uh, was the Sunset Cruise. I think that's kind of, it's turned into a memorable ride in itself, but it, it there wasn't many issues. It was kind of a downtown weekly ride. And then the it was called the Sunset Cruise because we'd go up to Evergreen and get a view of the sunset as it was coming over kind of the city line. City skyline. City skyline. And then we'd go down to Polson Pier area or somewhere like Ashbridge By the Bay, water. By the water. And then watch um, kind of as the lights of the city come over the CN Tower and stuff. So... Yeah, that that's turned into a memorable ride in itself. Yeah, it's cool having that consistency and people kind of knowing like, hey, we're starting here this time, this week, Friday nights. You know, you had this kind of schedule and it allowed for like a lot of new people started coming to those. It was really cool to see like all the new riders and new more PEVs, like a more variety of PEVs, tons yeah. of scooters, e-bike riders. I appreciate that a lot because that was my main goal. It was like, I want it to be predictable and easy for a lot of people to come to. People can just show up. They know like, okay, this time this week. Yeah. For for any like really hardcore riders, we'll have times where we do some other crazy stuff. But last year, one of my main focuses in Toronto was just to make it as accessible as possible. So even like one wheelers who always mention that it's difficult for them to join our rides because of the range and the speed too far, too fast. We had a lot of one wheels on those rides too. Yeah, because it's yeah. all city riding and it's more chill. And you can almost you almost like can't go faster with such a huge group as well. Yeah, right? because you've got people on the trails, you've got traffic. It's at a point in the day where people are like just done it's working rush hour like, and getting away. out and like walking their dogs or something, right? So yeah. it just makes for a good kind of casual. And it's always like I made it a Friday because for anyone who works Monday to Friday and doesn't have like a weekend job, it's a good release for them as well to come out and just be like, ah, I want to get out and just you know ride the week off a little bit yeah definitely went on a few of those myself the good rides yeah so it feels good and then we try to do some other rides because you know like we talked about before on this channel and on this show that um toronto has a lot to offer so we try to kind of keep it keep a good variety out there we'll have some in-city rides we'll have some faster rides we'll 
like we mentioned the Niagara ride and going up to Bond Lake and Aurora to see yeah and then even getting in a car and going other places I think will become more popular this summer um, as we start to you know venture out because we talked about Seb in the past you see in the six um, I'm really excited I want to throw my wheel in the car and then go out to where he lives out northeast of Toronto and he's got some trails and off-road stuff around there too so I'm excited to try that yeah for sure I think I'm most excited to do some traveling and riding in other cities with other riders from around North America mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. obviously that's the most accessible to us since yeah. we can drive, right? We don't have to worry about, will this go on a plane? No, it won't. Um, like I know this summer we're planning to do some trips out to New York City. Have you um, ever been to New York City? Been like to New York to City, riding. but not to ride. To ride, sorry. Yeah, no. No, um, so only for I've, like I've reasons. rented the bike shares many times in yeah. New York City. Um, but I wasn't into PVs or I never had my PV with me because I've only ever flown there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but this summer we're planning a road trip out to New York City, maybe even to Chicago, some other areas. I know yeah, that'd be cool. DC we were thinking about. And yeah, there's a could, there's a group of veterans from Toronto that always go out to, like if they can, pre-COVID, uh, to go out to see the Gladiators, go out to yes, Washington. DC, yep. Yeah, so yeah, they're hosting the Groundings event this year, which I know one's in Chicago, one's in DC later yeah, in the year. See some ads for that. So. Yeah, so maybe later in the year we'll end up going to that, or next year if it's an annual event. But uh, definitely excited to go to New York City, ride with some folks down there. Yeah, it's uh, a whole other beast down there. Whole other beast. <laughs> Exciting yeah. beast. But city riding, you know, so it's not yeah. something new to us. Um, yeah. That's for sure. Toronto's and not that much different from New York City. It's kind of true. Yeah, Smaller I was just going to mention that. City. If you were to go to Central Park, you kind of get a an okay feel about, you know, a little bit different terrain and stuff like that. But that's yeah. still in Manhattan. Exactly. Go, a lot of people don't know that if you go to Long Island, like just, or even like Queens or, um, or Brooklyn or Brooklyn, something. There we go. Mm-hmm. My mind. I haven't been in New York City tour guide in a hot minute. Um, even if you go out there, there's a lot of green space. Manhattan is like not a lot of green space, but yeah. there's a lot of green space in the other boroughs. So yeah, if you go to New York and you might be staying not in Manhattan. Exactly. And that ride into Manhattan, Across I know a lot bridge. of I know a lot of people in Toronto who go visit New York and get a place to stay somewhere outside of Manhattan and ride in all the time. That's very common. Yeah, for sure. We're looking at maybe New Jersey or Brooklyn as well. Take, yeah. and then riding into manhattan not sure yet but uh you could even take the train to. across the exactly. hudson or something and that's a lot easier just to pop over there yeah definitely yeah because when i was a new york city tour guide most times we'd say in new jersey we'd take the bus over and it's not very far you know mm-hmm. it, it, you get a pretty good perspective pretty quickly and they're like okay wow this really isn't that big okay that's what pevs are just amazing for new york i think that's what yeah. attracts pevs to new york yeah. everything is so dense there you could just get anywhere Definitely. And yeah. I'd love to go West Coast, but I know that's a bit more of a challenge since it's a lot longer of a drive and obviously flying, like I said, is an issue with most PEVs. So. Yeah. Well, we'll make some connections here on PEV Lane. Uh, if any uh, people out on the West Coast of America, you know, want to offer up a wheel. little demo wheel for us for a visit, uh, we'd be happy to come over and say, hey, on the West Coast. Yeah. California, the whole, you know, uh, Seattle and Washington, Oregon, everywhere in there. It'd be great to ride, even to go up to Vancouver. Yeah, you know, for the sure. good weather when it's not winter because not raining and winter. If we could turn the camera to outside right now, you'd see the blown snow. A lot of snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's some places we want to ride. I mean, 
every year in Toronto as a leader, I try to do something different. So last year was a lot about making it accessible for a lot of people and just having a little bit of variety. But I think I'm, I teased it on my Instagram earlier this year. Um, in 2022, I want to do a little bit more um, exciting uh, more advanced, experienced rides and go out to see a lot more sceneries. Um, and I still want to kind of keep up ERL if that's possible, the racing league. Um, so yeah, I always kind of keep my schedule busy, but <laughs> um, yeah, some memorable rides this summer for sure to go different places and not just Niagara, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a good time. 2022. I'm excited. My exciting, favorite word. Exciting year ahead. Pandemic's yeah. kind of, you know, wrapping up. Travel restrictions are being lifted in some places. Yeah. So I can't we're, wait. To we're get recording this, what, mid-February, and they're talking about how the crazy Canadian restrictions may be starting Finally to get lift. lifted a little bit by bit. So, yeah, we're excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. We're lulling down a little bit. I think we're uh, time to move on to some Instagram. How about you? Yeah. Let's talk about some. Let's give some shout outs. Yeah, I like this time because uh, the interaction between our Instagram shoutouts has been one of the most rewarding parts of this process, creating PEV Lane, is just getting to talk to people like Electric Dreams, our first interview, and Wheelie Dope, our second, and just trying to connect with some other creators. It's just been super fun to uh, to be able to connect with them. So Yeah, I love hearing like the perspectives of riders from different areas and Yeah. It, yeah. it's been it's been great yeah so do we want to do it on the the ipad maybe we can record that up to show the people um we've been trying to mix it up too so it's not only we're euc riders but it is called pev lane and we really do want to learn more about all these other things and talk about them more um so uh some of our instagram shout outs in the past like last week where we're one wheel and whatnot but there was one person I do want to shout out. He does ride a unicycle. So um, that person is L Unicycle, and he's from Dubai. I believe he's from Dubai, and he's got a, a big following on Instagram and a, and a big following on TikTok as well. But the reason why I want to shout him out is the memorable rides. If you scroll down, you see like palm trees. Yeah, and he's like really nice views of where this where this guy gets to ride. It's just it's look at that like, empty road. That's the most amazing part to me. And it's a nice road. Like, there's some potholes and imperfections, but, like... There's no cars. What is this? It's all PEVs. It's the dream. Like, that's why this I want to... This is literally the like, dream. This is a memorable right ride right here. Like, and he's known for going fast. He holds... Him and Seb were exchanging top speeds top at speeds. a certain point. Yeah. They're good friends. They talk. I and, mean, when you have conditions like this, <laughs> why not so try good. and go for top, top speed? It's just so good. That's incredible. Yeah. So I love his content. And even some of the, you know, just the pictures that he has of himself are very well produced as well. So why do you speed? Oh, it's just, it's good content. And that's exactly what this segment is all about is good content. So if you don't follow L Unicycle, you need to. Um, it's a similar name. There's someone else out there called Electric Unicycle, I believe, as well, which, I mean, mini shout out um but uh this creator here is just worth a follow that's for sure all right so for this week uh i'm gonna shout out a local rider here in toronto okay um, he's also you know a creator and he's big into biking you know mountain biking and okay. so i actually met this guy on toronto island Okay, I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah, so we were <laughs> we were riding. Uh, me and Av were riding on the island right, last summer. I remember. Yeah, and we ran into him, and he was ripping his mountain bike, practicing his wheelies around the island. Yeah, and 
so this guy is outside Brendan. Yeah. Uh, so you you probably met him before. He's a Xway ambassador. Yeah, he e-skate. does e-skate as well, Xway and he But since then he has he's gotten this crazy following. This he was like that before he really got this massive following on Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Yeah, so he's done some cool videos. He does a lot of DIY stuff. Yeah. Uh, which 3D is cool. printing creations. Yeah. And His like, Croc series. Yep. Uh, and tons of bike content, which is awesome. Uh, drone content. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's big into outdoor sports. I was so happy when you met him and I saw you were like, guys, look who I met on Toronto Island. I'm like, I know him. Yeah. So shout out. I know him. Shout out outside Brandon. If you remember, you know, me and Av were riding our unicycles and you were doing your, your wheelie practice on your mountain bike. And you know what? He rides a UC now. Does he have one? Yeah, he has a Nicola. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I don't know if he still has the Nicola or if he's upgraded yet, but he was... He was saying when we met him that he wanted to get one. So at that he point, did. he didn't have one. Okay. And he ended up getting one. You may have inspired... You may have <laughs> taken him over the edge to get him on in the UC. I remember he does. But That's yeah, great. if you check out all his... Con- I, oh, I remember too. Recently, he had a deal with... What's that company? G-I-R-O. How do you say that? Giro? Giro? The, the, the helmet company? Yeah. Yeah, they're owned by Bell. Oh, really? Bell yeah, Canada? Bell. No, Bell Helmets. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the telecom company? The telecom. Uh, yeah, no, he had to, like, they were sending him stuff to, like, review and stuff like that, too. So I'm pretty sure that's what this helmet's all about, which is super cool. And what she made <laughs> animatronic. That is awesome. Yeah, it's always cool. Yeah, geocycling. Yes, I do know who you're shouting out. Cool. Awesome. So shout out to Outside Brendan. Check him out on Instagram. And, uh, yeah. Give a follow, for Give sure. Give a follow. Uh, on that note, Give PEV Lane a follow. We're on Instagram. We're actually getting uh, a little bit of traction in our following now, which is exciting. And people are commenting and saying, you know, how they like this aspect of this thing that we thought about, or they just like the episode or uh, any of that. Yeah, we appreciate all the feedback. Definitely take into account and helps us kind of plan these episodes and figure out what people enjoy and what, what we can continue doing and what we can do better as well. Yeah, so like, and call us out 100%. If you don't like something, then we love to, to make changes. And, and all the comments that we've gotten so far, it's been great. It's just been uh, it's just been great to read over. So the more that you leave, the more that, you know, we'll comment back and whatnot as well. So leave those comments down below. Like the video, share the video. Uh, and subscribe if you want to see more. And subscribe to the videos or to the channel as well, because uh, the more that we can spread the word, the more that people can hear about us, the better and, and the more input that we'll get from you to make better content as well. So Yeah, so this is a weekly show. We post these every Tuesday. So come back next week. and uh, Yeah, we'll see you next time on PEV Lane. Peace out. Peace.